disclaimer, we know nothing really about Formula One. Sometimes we make wild accusations and wild ideas based on only what we think might be true. I like to be very clear in the fact that we are not experts and we have no idea what we're talking about. Welcome to F1 Purple Rain with me, Dom. A.K.A. Nigel Mansell. Yeah, I'm rocking a pretty pretty hefty moustache right now. I've got Lashy's front wing on my face. It's 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 absolutely ludicrous. For people who can't see it, it's just mental. <laughs> I was I was shaving my beard off because it was getting too hot. And I was like, babe, what do you think of the moustache? She's like, yeah, I think it's all right. All right, let's give it a go. And everyone is like, hated it big time. <laughs> and I, to I be think, honest, it's pretty strong. Yeah, it is very strong. I was going to say, if I just shaved and did what you did, I think I would be uh, dumped within about five seconds. So, be. I'm rocking it pretty hard. My, my dad used to have a moustache when he was uh, in his 20s. And he, even he's like, woof. It's like, added, it's like added 50 years to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do look a lot older, but I'm tempted, but I don't know, because I like my beard. It's a good so, look. I think it's yeah. brought out my smile, my bad teeth. Yeah, it's a strong look. And I'm rocking it in a vest because it's like 40 degrees in Italy. And I look like Pablo Escobar's right-hand man. And he's drinking Stella. <laughs> Just to add to the wife beater vibe. Yeah, I look pretty bad. I'm pretty sunburned as well. It's been a- even better, even better. <laughs> yeah, two, three weeks ago, I was in Turkey with a broken ankle. <laughs> three weeks later, I've got a moustache and I'm running around Italy like the mafia with a moustache. Unbelievable. It's, it's a good look. It's a good look. So, mate, it's been a while since we spoke. So, how you been? Yeah, I've been good, mate. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're a wee bit late with the Austrian Grand Prix podcast, um, considering that this is now Monday. The week of the French Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. Also considering uh, I was at the Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah, and Dom and Dom was at the at the Austrian Grand Prix. But to be fair, uh, it was the eleventh, twelfth uh, of July in Northern Ireland. So I was pretty busy just getting on it, getting on the beer and walking like 15, 16 miles. So been a bit busy. Took me a while to recover. Um so we had to postpone the podcast for a bit. So that's a bit unfortunate. But hey, now we're here. Now we're good, right? And hopefully people listen actually remember what the race is like because not going to lie, I don't. So <laughs> thank God I've got some notes. Man, yeah, sounds messy. Sounds worthy. How was the uh, the parade? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, the first half was good because obviously I was not drunk and then I just got wasted afterwards. Like So it was, yeah, it was uh, some, some roads that are long or really long when you're walking up <laughs> like really long like it may never end i basically i knew it was no point messaging you it was basically a waste of time so i just yeah, oh, yeah I, I didn't it's a bit like kimmy Riken. don't talk to me don't talk to me yeah, i didn't really i didn't reply to anyone for like three days like so yeah, I was like, I was, it, was, it was on the tuesday so naturally i was drinking from the saturday so i was like saturday sunday monday and tuesday so four days on the set isn't really good like I did like the optimism, though, uh, for the listeners. He was he was confident he would get the record done in time. But, uh, yeah. And yeah, just, and then I, I, I just I, fell into a bad pattern then. Yeah, and then... Couldn't, I, I, then I couldn't, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then I realised that 30 years old, drinking in four days in a row isn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Definitely not, definitely not. I can just about manage a few now before having to yeah. go to sleep yeah. and be put to bed. Yeah. 
I had, I had one kind of sigh last night, and I was like, oh, now I'm tired. Great. Time for bed. <laughs> well, listeners, I'll, let you, I'll start with my week. Obviously, as I told you uh, three weeks ago that I was going to go to the race, I did go to the race. I got some yes, last yes. minute. I want to hear, so, sorry, interrupt, all these interviews that you got done. <laughs> Since, uh, you, you well, promised that let me start on my absolute cock up and failure of me trying to get that sorted. So I wanted I didn't want to go on my own. So I found some uh, lads to go with me. And I found some tickets cheap online and reasonably priced as well because the fucking ticket doubts are buying all the tickets immediately online. Uh, anyway, so I found some re- cheap tickets. I found someone to go with. I informed the listeners I'm going to go look out for me. I'm going to do interviews. But what I didn't take into account was uh how much uh equipment and uh merchandise that i wanted to have i at least wanted to have the brand a t-shirt printed before i went and i wanted to have a microphone so when i say equipment i'm not talking about much i'm just talking a microphone and a t-shirt that says formula one uh purple rain podcast turns out i couldn't manage either of those in a week <laughs> so <laughs> it was i went online i booked a, i bought a booked a bought a microphone buzzing it was going to be delivered the day before i set off to go to the grand prix thought, oh, perfect got this sorted went online ordered the t-shirts buzzing thing this was going to arrive also the day before i set off the day before i set off no t-shirt has arrived and my microphone turned up and it was the size of a two pence piece i could not fucking believe it it was the size of my thumb and i thought well i can't exactly be holding this up for people it's <laughs> like a million Dutch fans <laughs> people are going to wonder what I'm doing they're going to be a mental <laughs> and I was talking to people like yeah but it'd be funny I was like yeah but no one will know what I'm doing like at least they need to know I'm trying to do an interview so I've got no t-shirt no microphone the two most important things I needed so I started to panic so well, I've got one day and I'll go, and, but I'm at work, so I have to like go on my lunch break. So I ran down to another shop to get the T-shirt printed. So I went in the shop, and I said, oh, here's the images. Here's what I want. He said, yeah, all right. Do you want to express? Do you want to get it done on the same day? So yeah, that's exactly what I want. So I, he goes, come back at four. I was like, perfect. I'll have my lunch at four at work. So I went down. Yeah, T-shirt's not ready, mate. And I was like, what do you mean the T-shirt's not ready? You told me four. I've got to go back to work. <laughs> so no, <it's> ready. <laughs> I was like, well, I can try and come back to it later. He's like, yeah, it's just not going to be ready. It's busy today. It's Saturday. I was like, yeah, I know it's Saturday. That's why I'm trying to get it done last minute. <laughs> All right. Calls me two hours later. Yeah, we can't print that QR code on a T-shirt. I was like, brilliant. What about just the logo then and, and my name? Yeah, we're worried about copyright infringement. We won't print the logo either. I was like, All right. So just a T-shirt with my name, just, just a white, white name Hi. on it. I was like, how, right. could it be, how could it be copyrighted in front of it when it's our logo? I know. He's like, yeah, just that then. It's like, all right. And then it's still not even ready. So I had no T-shirt, no logo, no QR code, nothing. I was like, all right, don't worry about that. Maybe I can print it at home and iron it on myself with like a printed paper. Let's just focus on the mic. So also on my lunch, I go to the curries or like the the technology shop in germany cannot find a microphone to save my life do you know why because it's not 1970 anymore people don't <laughs> sell microphones they they sell cameras 
It's not, it's not even possible to buy one. Like, I have to buy a specialized interview microphone with recording device online. Do you know how much they are second hand? About, oh, 300, about 300 pound. I was like, all right. Wow. And that ain't going to come by today. So I've got no microphone, no T-shirt. And I get there. Obviously, already pretty deflated about the whole idea. Thinking, oh, it's going to be impossible. And I just couldn't. It was just impossible to do. It was just... A, million people with a two pence piece and I thought it's not going to do the fans justice if I can't even get the at least can't even get some interviews together so I didn't manage it at all I completely failed why didn't you download like an audio recorder um, app on your on your phone and then use that because it's extremely loud there and I and Um, I and I wanted people to see that I was doing interviews so the guy I was with, and he brought a special camera. He brought an S, like, SLR camera thing with him as well, thinking we're going to hook it up to the microphone. It was a huge failure. But uh, so, so your friend that you brought with you actually brought better equipment than the person who's actually <laughs> in the podcast? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. wow. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just want to say thank you to your friend for bringing some actual equipment and upstaging yeah. the, the co-host yeah, of this podcast. Bad. It was pretty bad. So, I mean, because I was so thank embarrassed, you, so embarrassed I had so little prepared i was like oh i, I just I can't even do it because there's like a thousand people dressed in orange drunk out of their face setting flares off uh like, yeah i didn't think this through i need to get this better organized next time so yeah huge apologies to the fans i'm working on it we i have all the stuff now it's all obviously been delivered a week late but uh yeah disaster absolutely and i've got some t-shirts with the name on that mean nothing so wicked well <laughs> I've got t-shirts, yeah. This shit. Well, I'm not gonna lie, but disaster and F1 purple rain seem to go hand in hand. So <laughs> we're we're going strong as usual. Yeah, we got. Uh, it was um, yeah, pretty bad experience, but the race was good, so that was enjoyable. And uh, what I might do as well is I'll try and get maybe record um, a little uh, like advice for people if they ever want to go to a particular race and as we tick the races off we try to go to most of them and then we can tell you advice about how you get in where's best to stand where's the cheapest uh, general mission area to go to and stuff like that it's for people that want to uh, get a bit of information about going to these races because they are good fun they are a lot yeah. of fun it's just i'll try i'll try and keep this updated with my progress in singapore um don't know how well that will go because I'll obviously be on the influence of about a hundred different drinks. So <laughs> that's, that's the be... other problem I had. I couldn't even drink because I had to drive home the same day. So I was, <laughs> yeah, not the best experience. But I do have some photos, and I'll I'll put them up on the the social uh, when this goes up as well, so you guys can see what it looks like. But it uh, is a good track to go to, especially if you're Dutch. So Ryan. That being said, as I failed at the interviews, and but and I will record a little bit about um, separate. We'll put out as a bonus about advice about people getting to the track and what's best to see and how best to manage themselves getting there. Should we talk about the race? The yeah, race yeah. Weekend, let's let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck in the race weekend, which we obviously will know loads about. Well, let's start with Collie, I suppose. Yeah, so race weekend, so there's uh, three big events to talk about. So, Dom, do you want to explain again the sprint format for people? Yeah, definitely. So, during a sprint format weekend, which we do only a few handful of times, one sec, it's a moped driving past. 
classic Italy. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty stereotypical. Was he in a, was he in a pizza? Was he? Yeah, it was definitely a Vespa. Yeah, and a, a, a glass of wine. Glass of wine. <laughs> wine in one hand, pizza yeah. in the other, and not looking where he's going. Yeah. Yeah. Just, me me <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll quickly explain how spring works. So only during a handful of time, race weekends throughout the year, basically we get a second race during the race weekend. We get something called a sprint race. We still get the qualifying, but it's a day earlier, and they qualify for the sprint race. And the sprint race is a shortened version of the race that uh, is also gives out points now. It's all kicking off here. <laughs> <laughs> just just no think I'm recording this on the motorway? Just a gang of people in Vespers, mate. All by the church. Can you hear the church now as well? Excellent. This is going well. We'll, we'll, we'll keep this in for uh, authenticity. It's going to go on a while. It's midnight. It's going to bell 12 times. Boom. So, listeners, this is the 12 bells of midnight in, in Italy. So, 12 bells of midnight. Is their version of the uh, that Christmas song with the 12 doves? <laughs> right. Sprint race. <laughs> a good start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sprint race. It happens a handful of times throughout the year because they're still testing out the format. But it basically means you get two races and they move the qualifying to a day earlier. So they qualify for the sprint, the sprint races at half distance. And you they also give out a small amount of points for this. But where you, fi- where you finish in the sprint race... Uh, is where you start in the main race, not from qualifying. You qualify for the sprint, and where you finish in the sprint is where you start in the main race. Let's talk about qualifying. Yeah. Good call, fan, on the Friday. So, yeah. obviously, we have... Uh, sorry, before we start, we have a lot of talk about in this podcast, so we're changing our format a wee bit. So, we're not going to do our usual rundown of 20 to 1. Because we have the day out for the qualifying, the sprint race, and then the actual race on the Sunday. And obviously, we've already spoke a wee bit about our blunders that we've had already for this podcast. Um, so, as Dom laughs to himself. Um, so, yeah, we're going to just change it up a wee bit this week, this, this podcast, to get ourselves through it. As we don't want to keep you here for potentially a long time. So, we don't make it too boring and repetitive going through 60 names. So... Let's do a quick shortened version of the qualifying. Yeah. Um, so probably the big one was Perez giving a penalty after um, getting into Q3 and finishing fifth, and then he was pushed back to 13th. Um, again, the, the, the track limits was just a whole issue all weekend. Yeah. But for, but how they can decide to penalise people like Alonso, uh, like Russell, like during qualifying, like at live, like that, and then go, oh, Perez, he was off there, but we'll wait until after the session, then we'll kick him out. Yeah, they knew it immediately as well, which is really weird. It's like they weren't watching that corner, because it was a corner that no one else went wide on. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he went wide. Like, it was so obvious he went wide. It was really strange. And I, I to be honest, when we're going to come up with the name for this podcast uh, episode, it's going to be something related to track limits and something related to something else which we will get into later but track limits was a big big thing disqualifying and race this is this is just adding to the authenticity authenticity of this podcast <laughs> oh, immediately mate so. <laughs> 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 it's just 
<laughs> and Zoom has come up and said, are you playing music? <laughs> <laughs> no, not me. Chill out. No, no copyright infringement here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's mad that they can... Uh, I didn't realize that I'm, I was super pissed that they didn't uh, penalise him immediately. And then I was like slightly even more annoyed that they penalised him after. I was like, well, not even even fair now. It's yeah, even like, worse, less fair, worse fair. No, Jesus like, Christ. Yeah, yeah like cause he would have been 13th anyway. Like just penalise him straight away and then let someone else have a crack at the top 10. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's stupid. Um, and then obviously McLaren had a poor day, 15th and 16th for both Norris and Danny Ricardo. It's just bog standard player now, where they're just pretty poor on this on the qualifying days. Like they didn't have a great one lap pace. They, I mean, Ricardo was out in Q one, so no. they just yeah, they didn't have it. They don't have it. No. And then uh, um, Aston Martin both out in Q one also. Yeah, Not dreadful. That Vettel had us a bad weekend the whole way around, like so we did. Vettel just Vettel just wasn't on it. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. Let me just stop you, because I'm sure I know what's coming next. I'm surprised you led with Perez. Why? Well, the, both Mercedes crashed out of qualifying, so it's pretty big news. Not going to lie. I may, <laughs> forgot, I, I may have forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, big news, Perez. I was, thinking, I was like, I was, just about, I was just about to talk about next, and I was like, why is he ninth again? <laughs> I was like, oh, he left with Perez. That was really weird. <laughs> I just remember track limits was massive all weekend. And then um, the only note I have is Perez uh, post qualifying penalty for track limits. It's the only note I wrote in the entire twenty names. I, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, well, this is why you shouldn't. This is why you shouldn't drink the whole way through the weekend. And then I miss that. Then forget about half of it. Well, listeners, let me fill you in. Uh, you'll be yes, go ahead. Also, big news, and this is a pretty Mercedes heavy podcast. <laughs> So for Ryan to drop the ball is pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, both Mercedes crashed out in uh, Q3. Hamilton, uh, in a, another strange corner, actually similar to the corner where Perez uh, was done for track limits. Hamilton just, I don't know, gust the wind. People were saying all sorts of things. No one's officially came out and said why, but he hit, hit the barrier pretty hard. Mm. And then um, on the, like, the final corner, George Russell also crashed the Mercedes after Hamilton's red flag. Um, on the last corner, lost the back end and just went straight into the wall as well. And then has been investigated for walking across the track. And if anyone's seen the way uh, George Russell walked across the track, he looks like a lost giraffe. Uh, yes, yes, no, no, I remember. Yes, yes, yeah, we walked across the track. Yes, I actually messaged you. It was like Russell's being investigated for um, taking a dander across the track. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he walked quite weird. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it, was a, it was a weird saunter across the track. Like, Maybe that's why they penalised him. They're like, yeah. "What is this guy doing? Like, who who actually walks like this?" Exactly. He was swinging his arm like the slender man. <laughs> <laughs> well, but Sebastian Vettel got a penal <laughs> penalisation, got a penalty for the same thing, but on a moped with no helmet. <laughs> so yeah. strange. It was a yeah, it was strange qualifying. So Mercedes fucked it, and they look really, really quick. Yeah, they in did. Comparison to before, and Toto came out, I think, or Toto, one of the Mercedes engineers, came out and said Hamilton was on for they reckon front row uh, before he lost it. I mean, it was only halfway around the track, so it's like saying 
He said mm. the fastest, fastest first sector, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well done. Woo! But uh, yeah, another big news was a good qualifying session for the Haas in Mick and Kevin Magnussen. Yeah, great. They, they, they're, really, they're really building some momentum in the team. And I love the team and I like the, the principle as well. What I wanted to mention was that who got pole. I don't know if you want to mention anything before we talk about who got pole. No, I, I don't like them. So, right. Oh, I have um, to say, I honestly didn't. I, I couldn't believe he got pole. He had a yellow first, a yellow middle, and Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz both set purples in both of them, and somehow, with weird math, yeah, yeah, I think at the red bull think- ring. He was then on pole, and I was thinking, well, that just how is that possible? And it, I mean, I know it's, I, I am aware it's mathematically possible. And for people to understand, when you set a yellow sector, that means you've set a slower sector than any other, than your normals, than your other sectors. Yellow means it's slower, green means it's your, your personal best, and purple means it's best of everyone. So when he's setting bad sectors, which are yellow, and then comes out and sets the fastest lap. That doesn't make any sense because he wasn't on pole at that point. So his yeah, I, sh- I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. I think one, it was a very big ring. They can dare let a Ferrari be pole. Uh, two, maybe it's just like an F one twenty two glitch where um, it tells you you're purple, but you're actually twentieth. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I said two purple sectors there, and this has happened just before, Dom, and you know it happened online. Maybe it was like that, and the the graphics are just messed up. I know everyone's not a fan of the new graphics this year, so maybe I'm the graphics not. is messed up. Maybe I'm the graphics not. is messed up on I, the screen. I've got a lot of a lot of opinions about the graphics, but we've got a lot to talk about. So let's not yeah. so, get into that. Yeah. We'll save that so, conversation for another time. <laughs> So that's that sprint qualifying sorted. Yeah. So for Stappen, Leclerc, Sainz, top three, um, bottom three, Latif, uh, Vettel, Latifi, and Gojan Yu. Some surprises in there with Perez getting kicked out of the penalty. Uh, obviously, the big news with Hamilton and Russell crash night, which I obviously didn't forget about. Yeah, you just called it the sprint, but that's, we're still talking about the qualifying, right? That's what I said, sprint qualifying, yeah. Oh, sprint I said qualifying. I, I said sprint qualifying, if you listen to but Sorry. It's okay. I'll, were the bells going, or was there a Vespa driving past? Well, it's, probably a Vespa. it's probably a Vespa. It's probably a Vespa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should talk about the sprint, yeah? Yes, that, yes, that's that's swiftly move on to um, the sprint race, which is on a Saturday. Yep. And uh, obviously, we'll start with uh, Alonso, who didn't start. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, it's weird you said that. He's my first point to talk about. Yeah, he. Uh, they went. They, basically, the lights went on, and he had blankets on, not tires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just sitting there with some blankets on, just chilling, like, ah. I can believe it. I've definitely not seen that before, and I loved it, though. I was like... Yeah, like, we, like we've seen, like, we watched F1 for quite a long time together, and I think it's the first time I've seen a car just sitting there with blankets on. And he, and he wasn't even on the floor. He was still on the, like, the underbody roll. So he just sat there, like, raised up. He basically, <laughs> this, the starting grid was about to start, and he looked like he was on an arcade Formula 1 machine. <laughs> yeah, just chilling. Not even just, in like, the, just in the air. <laughs> Never seen it. And then to make it matters even more weird is when they obviously wheeled him off because he wasn't ready to start the race. Then uh, Joe Guanyu stalled the car, I think, right before they started. Yeah, he said he, he said I wouldn't start. He just like the cars. He said he had just had nothing. 
And he's like, how, how could this happen? And they're like, just bring in the pits, please. Just drive into the pits. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a very, it was a very, very weird start doing the F one race to the sprint race. It was a mad start, and then we went into the first corner incident, which again, somehow, Hamilton just seems to be involved with the middle of the pack all the time. Yeah, it's like him and Gasly had a wee bit of a wee bit of a touch. Yeah, and it wouldn't be the first time Gasly touched someone this weekend. Wow. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that, it sounds like we should arrest no, him. No, no, anyone who's there. Like, I wasn't wasn't suggesting he was doing anything inappropriate. Just all right. Yeah, <laughs> that that had been a bad way to phrase it. First time, <laughs> somebody this weekend. <laughs> Heard it here first. Oh God, sorry. <laughs> okay, now. Sorry, uh, I wasn't Couldn't put that <laughs> any better, could you? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it, it would have been the last incident that Galsley was involved nice. in. There we go. I'm, I'm not cutting that. That's staying Yeah, yeah that's said it, yeah. That's great. Uh, uh, then, um, <laughs> the album got five second penalty for basically pushing Norris off the track. Yeah, but that was weird because they showed. Um, was it last year or the year before? Same thing with Max Verstappen and Declare. Um, Verstappen got away with it. Yeah, but you forget it. And it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's just called motor racing. That's all it is. You're forgetting Max Verstappen races for Red Bull. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And I was in the Red Bull ring. At, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yes. So, so I'm just piecing together the bits of the puzzle here. No, you have to remember there's like a, what's it called? A handicap. <laughs> Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. They, they were allowed to get away with a little bit more than everybody else. Yeah. As, as you probably well where we uh, are big fans of Red Bull in this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then also, um, Vettel went into the gravel from um, from Albon, also Albon. So Albon was uh, also touching <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yes. It wasn't the first time he touched someone. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um <laughs> I have the note on my notes on Nicholas and TP who finished 18 for it as well. Ah, oh, well, just as usual. Like, I, was, I had such high hopes after he had a couple of good uh, races. I was thinking, oh, maybe finally we can find someone else to. If you ever, um, if you ever want a good laugh, go on Reddit and um, he trends as good TP because in the F1 22 game, apparently he's absolutely lethal in people's career modes. <laughs> good TP. Everyone calls him the goat. Fucking hell. I have to say, though, Mick had a really good sprint. Yeah, did you see how angry he was after, though, the sprint race? Yeah, but they, yeah, but, and they were in the wrong. He was in the wrong as well. He was, he was so... They were like, uh, are you okay there? He was happy off ninth, and he was like, no. Yeah, because he wanted Magnussen to swap places with him. I'm faster, let him, let, get him, tell him, let me pass. Yeah. And uh, I watched Magnussen kept uh, Schumacher in the DRS for so long, and then Magnussen decides just to go, oh, well, I've had enough of this. Boom. And then he, he drives off, and then Hamlin goes, have a day, no DRS. I'll take, I'll take you now. Yeah, 100%. And um, I saw the telemetry after the sprint race, and it proved uh, that uh, Mick never had the pace. He was only keeping with him because of the, the DRS zone. Uh, they proved it on all the telemetry afterwards. He never had the pace, and the team made the right call not to switch them. 
because he never yeah. had the pace, he wouldn't have got further down the road. Yeah, which it was just funny to see him so angry. Like That's he was good to see some fighting spirit. Yeah, he was raging, and then they brought in Kevin after. Kevin was like, "Hey guys, yeah, yeah, I thought I was a good race, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> he was like the complete, the complete opposite, like all like cheery, happy, like woo, 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 yep, yep, funny seconds, yeah. yeah, get in. That's my yeah. notes, mate. We keep keeping yeah. it short. Oh well, yeah, I've got a couple more things to talk about in the sprint race, so we'll bash through that. Uh, Alcon again, another solid drive. I don't understand why this guy hasn't been talking about more. He is pushing this Alpine. Um, probably the best that M. Alonso can do and he's just super consistent you know potentially he should get a better drive in a, in a couple of years I think you know oh yeah he's from the Mercedes yeah. Academy isn't he so yeah. you never know yeah just, it could, it could potentially be him and, uh, him, and, him and Russell in a few years time here at Mercedes I love yeah, that here first yeah you know he, is, he obviously has a really good working relationship with Total Roof and obviously they'll need to replace Hamilton at some stage and Hamilton has says he does see Russell Russell as the leader of F of the Mercedes team when he decides to call it a day. I've got that in my notes for after race uh, gossip, but yeah, true. I've heard the same thing. So Hamilton's come out and and said exactly that. He thinks Russell will be leading the team. He's a great candidate. He has all the qu- uh, qualities needed to lead the team. Interesting. Uh- yeah, and we'll talk about them qualities after at the end because there's a little bit I want to talk about with him and Albon having a wee laugh together. Um, Russell pretty much is in a world of his own, just drove his own race, not from the bother room. Perez obviously done fantastic um, from fighting back from 13th to finish fifth. Though we did gain a lot from the incident in turn one where obviously Hamilton and Gasly yeah. touched. Uh, a few other drivers messed up and Perez slung his way in. Um, the Ferraris, like, did they just not curb it within the sprint race? Because after the first corner, they just let Verstappen go and do what, and do what he wanted. And it was probably the easiest race for Verstappen because he must be looking behind him going, okay, but the Ferraris just outbreaking each other, late breaking, push each other a wee bit wide, proper fighting with each other, which was great to see, but they could have possibly went and won the sprint, but maybe yeah, they were obviously holding off. To be honest, this is a really, really, really good point. And uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why it, was, it wasn't in my notes, but uh, Ferraris fucked oh. it 100%. Ferrari's fucked it. They could have done him. They could have done Max if they played the team game. But they were too busy squabbling over each other, over themselves. Yeah, it's a spirit mission. You got what, seven and six points together? Yeah. Why not go for the extra point and get eight and get, and get eight and just get A, the, the, the win for the spirit race, which is then pull for the actual race? Yeah, track position. 100%. And either get second or get third. And then if you're first and third, then you can just play um, cat and mouse with Verstappen. <laughs> You know, change your strategies for the race, but obviously they didn't do that. And in the end, it didn't really matter anyway because you know Charles Clare won the Grand Prix on the Sunday. But it was it was good to watch them fighting. You know, it's good to see drivers like that fight, which is good to see teams doing that. But you would never see Red Bull do that. No, 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 no. And at the sprint, it makes no sense for me. Yeah, that's like going for track position on qualifying. I mean, yeah, it's like really small points, and they. F- ruined that okay yeah i mean in hindsight we know what happens in the end of the race anyway but uh yeah i don't think it was a clever decision from Friday. Yeah. At, at the time them. at the time i was like they've they've wrecked a sunday like there's no like what they've done like what they're doing like yes we like seeing entertainment fighting like mercedes were really good at it they let the drivers fight until it got to a certain point in the season where they go okay he's going to the championship you're not let's just keep keep it nice and fair Ferrari obviously just throw all the window and go. You can do it. You can do whatever the hell you want. We don't. We really know we're 
not used to winning championships anymore since 2007. And Red Bull just go, oh, no, sorry, Max Stappen's only one with any chance to win anything. So uh, the second driver, you just bend it, you just let him do them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hopefully that changes, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, anything else quickly from the sprint race? Um no, I think no, that's not something. Me, um, Norris looked happy after the um, sprint race when they is interviewed, and the interviewer was like, "Oh, so you know, not really happy with this place." He goes, "Well, there's people in front of me getting penalties, so <laughs> he, he started laughing himself. But he was quite happy." So, so yeah, many people penalties this weekend. So, so many people. Yeah, which um, we'll talk about during the um, the race section yeah. on the Sunday. But yeah, sprint race was. Was good. Obviously, Verstappen had the easiest race of his life. It was good to see Ferrari's battle. You know, good to see Perez push field the field. You know, here I thought you see Mercedes and Haas fight. You know, and it's nice to see the TV finishing where he always does. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. Um, oh yes, this is the last thing I'll say about the sprint race. Sorry, this was the stupidest stat I've ever seen. Um, so Sky had this pop up all over the screen where they had um, Max has got sixteen points from two poles in sprint races. Ferrari have seven poles but zero points. It's like yeah, yeah, it's because in an actual race weekend you don't get points for getting pole. So why would you have that stupid stat? Like oh yes, Max has more points in poles than Ferrari. <sighs> yes, because he gets them from the sprint race. You absolute idiots. I was like, stop driving this Max Verstappen goat like just so, agenda. So, so yeah, the agenda is so disgusting, so sickening to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why people just love him so I know. much. I know. It's because he's a young driver and he's a world a world champion. Um, you know, they're trying to bring in people and they obviously Sky obviously see all the people fighting on Twitter and stuff and all and think it's class. Like, yes, happy days, look at all the exposure we're getting. So we'll just keep um, plying through the Max Verstappen um, media train. Mad. Mad, mad, mad. It's embarrassing. Sort yourselves out, Sky F1. Hurry first. Sky F1's going down. Yeah, you're a joke. Bring back Channel 4. Bring back, no. Bring back BBC. BBC. Jake Humphreys. Bring back Jake Humphreys. So, Ryan, should we talk about the race? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let, let's move on to the race from the Sunday. Okay. Well, uh, listeners, as you know, I was there. Were you? I already got loads of interviews. Yeah, I got loads of interviews. <laughs> I have to say, it's one of the most exciting races I've been to in a long time. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Especially because there's such a heavy Dutch fan base. And he uh, did not have the pace today. Did not have the pace. No, he did not. No, he did not. No, he, he was quite reserved on his radio messages. I thought. I think they were. I think they were hiding something. I think they were nursing something. They didn't want to tell anyone because it just seemed like for him to lose so much pace. Strange, and for him not to be pissed about it. Also very strange. But they. Well, it wasn't just the pace, was it? Rebel got the tire strategy completely wrong. Yeah, they were, and the car was awful on tires. Awful. Yeah, yeah, and Ferrari and Ferrari, like Leclerc said after Saturday, we got these guys. Yeah. Um, and even I was like, 
have you? Have you really? Because Verstappen looked comfortable, but he knew. He knew he's like we've we've got them in our hand. Like there, he's in our pocket, and yeah. Verstappen had nothing on Charles Leclerc. Nothing. Even though Verstappen got the fastest lap, but my God, Leclerc had him. I mean, you, it just goes to show. We we talk on this podcast a lot about how we think Charles Leclerc is the fastest guy on the grid, and it just a hundred percent underlines when we say that that we are heard it here first. Charles Leclerc is the fastest guy on the grid, hundred percent. Yeah, he is, and he, that proved it. That race proved it. Like he, he Verstappen, literally, I've not for they've seen Verstappen had nothing against a driver yeah. for a while. Yeah. Not since last year in Hamilton, towards the end of the season, when Hamilton won all those races in a row, when Verstappen yeah. had nothing on him. I don't think I've ever seen Max Verstappen overtaken, being overtaken on by pure pace three times in one race. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that either. So, I mean, there was some classic Verstappen crying on the radio, as always. But uh, Oh, yes, you, but, you know, you, you would always hear... Newest fans like no, that's 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 not that's not Max. That's not the way he talks. No way he does. When they cry about Hamilton saying something on the radio, they like no, nah, no, Max doesn't do stuff like that. Where it's pretty evident every race he moans and cries and moans and moans and moans and moans and moans and moans. Charles Leclerc was just another level. Like I said, yeah. took him three times, and it's one thing to um, well to stay out. Max Verstappen was coming in early, so in theory he kept having the undercut, so he was ahead of. When uh, they pitted again, he was always ahead of Leclerc because of the undercut. But Leclerc hunted him down and retook him on button, and not just with um, DRS. Did it on by just on corners. He was just doing it yeah. in class places, class racing, top quality. Some of the best racing I've seen in a long time. Really good to yeah. watch. And um, I think it was extremely lucky for Verstappen that Sainz's engine blew. Oh. My like I've, I never felt so sorry for Sainz in my life because he he looked as if he had the pace of Leclerc and he was just going to just blow past Verstappen. Yeah, I think he did have the pace, but I think Ferrari made a decision. Um, they had to keep apart and they had to race uh, their own races, but uh, stay apart from each other. But um, Sainz was definitely catching him and was going to take him until his engine blew up. I felt for him so bad. And I was actually pretty close. I was only 30 metres away from his, where his car set on fire. So I watched it uh, firsthand. Couldn't it believe was, I was it. Was, it, was, it was mental what I was watching because, one, his engine obviously blew up. It looked like it blew up twice. And he was on flames. He was trying to jump out of the car, stop the car rolling down a hill. And then the steward was just trying to throw like the wee tyre blockers down underneath. But his car just kept rolling downhill. And I'm like... This is 2022, and we have an F1 driver basically on fire. Yeah, trying to, trying to jump out of his car, yeah, rolling downhill. I couldn't believe that. I was, yeah, they need to relook the way that that works because there should there should be some, a fail safe on the car where the wheels will lock or something, but it shouldn't on fire with the driver still sat in it, roll back onto the track. Yeah, and then he was sitting down on the hill, and then a steward came past and like just patted him on the back. But he was like looking like like just distraught because obviously he knew second place was his. He had Verstappen in his pocket, like. But you know, big points I think dropped for both Ferrari and Red Bull. Obviously, Sainz and Perez not finishing the race. Finishing the race. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Perez. I I actually ha 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 ha. 
ha 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 I think um yeah if you're gonna go around the outside and expect that someone might not get understeer on that sort of corner I think that's in his hands but uh, I don't know I am I know I'm I am aware I'm biased when it comes to Mercedes but I I just think that it was extremely harsh to, for Nor- uh, for Russell to get a penalty there yeah, five second penalty as well, which he took for a penalty, took early and got out of the way and was like, I'll just race now. And he did, and he finished fourth, you know, for a yeah, penalty. Phenomenal, actually, for him to finish fourth. At one point, was like second to dead last just after Perez finished fourth. But oh, I was extremely unlucky. I mean, there's one thing like Albon running in the sprint, running Norris off the track. That's one thing. But I mean, I th- it was harsh. There was a slight touch I, of the wheels. It was a racing again, I, it was the first again, lap as well. First yeah, lap. I, again, I think if this was a different track, that would have been classified <laughs> as a racing incident. Yeah, it was harsh. I, honestly, we, we see it. You see it every race where it's a first lap and a couple of cars slightly collide like that, and it's just noted. It's noted <clears> and then just said as a racing incident, first lap. Whereas yeah. it gets a five second penalty for it. I, I thought it was extremely harsh. But was, then they set the precedent for the rest of the race, didn't they? So because this happened more than once. On oh yeah, there was as well. there was there was just penalties being flung out left, right, and center, like sixty-three times. Drivers were warned for track limits. I've never heard anything like it. Sixty-three times, and all the drivers have said the same thing: it's harder to see the corners this year at some tracks because of the arches over the wheels. Yeah, and because they're slightly narrower as well. The cars than last year, they're still find find it difficult to judge where they are on a corner. If I need to take a look at this, because it's not normal that they go all go wide and have the stewards don't need a headache like that. Yeah, because it was it was like you get worn three times and then you get shown your black and white flag and then you were hit with, with a penalty. Norris did that. Hamilton was warned a few times. Other drivers were just constantly getting warned and warned and warned. All these track limits, and they, but the, how can they keep doing this when all the drivers are in agreement that it's harder for them to see corners that are blind now because yeah, the wheel arches? They, they need to bring this up at the drivers' meeting and get it cleared up because it was sort of ruined the race a little bit. It was just like, what's going on now? Like, what? What? Who's been investigated now? What? Like, yeah, it was like on the top of the screen when I was watching. It was literally just Norris and Norris being investigated. Howland's been warned now, and I kept just flashing up, just saying track limits, track limits, and the side of the screen. You're like, just, just crack on for like. Unless you actually gain a last advantage, just just leave it. No, I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's Leclerc. Obviously, a phenomenal race. Really proved his worth. Didn't crash. So Max didn't have the pace. Uh, as we said, signs went up in yeah. flames. Uh, how and he had a pretty sturdy race, didn't he? Just. Plucked away yeah. at it, didn't set the world on fire, but just was again, always there again, and waiting. Again, in a world of his own, he had a really good race. Like a yeah. really, really good race. is key. It just, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, he's the only one who's finished every, he's the only driver this year to get the checker flag at every race. Consistency means a lot. I mean, that's. Yeah. And, you know, that's his third podium in a row. And people are now saying that Mercedes, because a lot of teams have closed their budget cap already. Mercedes have got two massive upgrades coming in the next couple of weeks. That's going to be interesting to see, isn't it? Really and apparently, from what I was reading, these upgrades are 
huge, like in terms of like the gap. People, some uh, an F one guy I was following on Twitter saying that if this up, if if this upgrade works, that Mercedes think it will work, they'll have no gap to the front two, no time gap. They'll be like they'll literally be on par. That would be mad if that is if that is real. Uh, and a lot of journalists have been saying that teams are worried about about France. They're like Mercedes could win, could 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 win France. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. So it is interesting, you know. At times, Hamilton did have the pace, and, and that car looks so much different to what he was driving about six races ago. Yeah, I mean, like so, so much different. Six races ago, it looked like a bouncing ball. Yeah, and I think it goes that we were right to begin the season, where we said Hamilton was doing all these different setups to find out all these different problems and solutions, and now they've decided to stop doing like experimental setups and run with this one setup. What's happening now? Yeah. The finishing in the podium every race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just seeing the car on the straight, it looks like a different car, hundred percent. I know. Don't get me wrong; the tracks are smoother, but they were all worried about Silverstone. And look at Silverstone. Yeah, it was. It would have been like people were talking about it getting in the front row. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're not going to do the run, but let's just uh, make some key mentions. So I'd like to also mention: uh, Do you see Alonso telling another driver off? Yeah. No. Yeah. So no, no, Wiley was had his DRS open, Adam's on the grass, and was like, no, 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 that's not how you race. <laughs> He's so funny, he? such a Wiley Fox. Like, imagine being 41 years old, on the grass, a DRS open, driving about 200 miles an hour, just wagging your finger, one-handed, like, nah, nah, that's not how you do it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, another honourable mention has to be Mick Schumacher. I think he is... Well, driver of the day, so he was. Yeah, exactly. He's setting the world alight, isn't he? Um, now, I know, I don't know if you know this, Magnussen did have engine issues um, and he was praying that he could even bring the car home. But that being said, still, great result. Absolutely great yeah. result. Brilliant. Like, um, fantastic. And I think a good mention to Danny Ricardo getting some points on the board. You know, he, did, he finished ninth, but, you know, it's better than what he's been doing recently. And all the speculation with his future and stuff, you know, no one, no one really goes, no, no one really, no one really knows how, if he's going to be there next year. He says he will be. Zach Brown's sort of mentioned that he's going to be there, but they've just signed a new driver from IndyCar. He's now testing their, their McLaren. You know, there's talk that he might come in next year. So, but no, he just needs to get points on the board. You know, Norris finished seventh. He was ninth. He just needs to be that wee bit closer to Norris from now on. Yeah. Definitely. Um, you know, a couple, to be fair, you mentioned Alonso. You didn't say he actually was last and pitted three times, twice under the safety car and still finished 10th. Yeah, and he pitted twice within like three laps because yeah. something dodgy went on with his tyres that they didn't yeah. want to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, well, up, up more afterwards, just says, we felt that was the best option to bring him in again. <laughs> so who knows what happened? Uh, again, Boras started from pit lane, finished 11th. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good drive, you'd say, from him. Um, Gasly again um, had a collision with Fettel. Which, um, touched a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was touching a few drivers around the track. So, <laughs> not, a, not a great weekend overall for um, Pierre Gasly. Those so, fingers. <laughs> 
not a great weekend. Just he just needed to keep uh, keep keep himself to himself. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop no touching. One, no people. one. No one wants it. <laughs> no. Just don't get that. Just don't get that close. It's like you know, it's like that weird person in the queue when you're lining up and he inv- invades your personal space. It's like whoa, mate. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Vettel had a terrible race. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. Like, absolute nightmare. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah. Um. Latifi DNF'd. Shock. Shock. Like I'm actually a bit upset because I did enjoy him getting uh, some good race experience recently. <laughs> straight back into the bottom on yeah, every session. <laughs> I love. I say good race experience has been there fun for like three years. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be as politically nice as I can. <laughs> Yes. Well done for getting some laps in there, mate. <laughs> it's like when you know when you congratulate someone for, for like getting their pants on and then doing their shoes up. Then, then, then the basic thing. Well done, mate. Good job. Yeah. Well, and then you obviously mentioned Vettel, and then after Vettel, really, it's just three DNFs. Yeah. Yeah. The TV being one. Signs being one, Signs and Perez, Perez, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was it, um, a race, though. It, it was good, it was nice to see fighting at the front. That wasn't really made it, yeah. It, it was nice seeing that someone just blown away with the lead. But Austria has always been a good track like that where there's been yeah. fights all over, like you know, and it's it was good to see Hamilton up there again. Do you want to keep mentioning it? But Lewis, yeah. Sir, Sir Lewis Hamilton is back. Which is good. Um, the DHL fastest pit stop, Dom. Do you know who got this weekend? Sorry, the last weekend, whatever Sunday it was. I don't know. I can guess. Well, have a guess. You only uh, have 10 uh, teams back from, so... Mercedes. Wrong. Williams. Wrong. Alpine. Wrong. Towering. Okay, now we're just stopping here. I'm not going to aim in every team. <laughs> McLaren. 2.25 seconds. Oh. So, pretty good pit stop for them. But, yeah, um, obviously, the big talking point is the track limits received, already discussed. That was yeah. that was just a joke, you know. Obviously, they need to look at it going forward because I'm pretty sure in France, there's a couple of corners where you can kind of run off. So, it'll be yeah. interesting to see how, how much they enforce track limits. I like you basically this for the listeners he's basing his whole knowledge of that track on the game so when he says you can run off he's not like he's watched a previous race and seen where they got away with it he's just remembering from when he played the game I I I just want to say that the game is a good good bar I'll have you know It 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 is a racing simulation game and you know I am pretty skilled at it so I do know the runoff areas of tra- of certain tracks I do push it to the limit take it to the max push it to the limit well I would like to give us some after race stuff if we've done with the race yeah uh, yes we'll just say that the podium was obviously Leclerc Verstappen and Hamilton with Max Verstappen getting the fastest lap of the race yeah Anything else you want to add? Or no, I, I think I covered everything. The race was great. Thrilling stuff. It was a thrilling race, actually. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, then um, yeah, some after news or gossip, however you want to look at it. I see uh, Porcher is doing his FP1 debut in France. Uh, he's really? the new hot topic. Probably the, the driver that's going to definitely come from F2 to come into F1 uh, next season, I think. And no, no confirmed seat or anything, but he's he's one of the drivers there's most talk about. So when does, Fernando, when does Fernando Alonso's contract run up? Oh, Pochere is France. Is French? Is France? <laughs> yes, he is. He is. Sorry, heard it first. He is France. Porsche is France. Nailed it. Yeah, heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. Pochere is France. Pochere is France. I'm not sure how that works out for Gasly and Ocon, but heard it here first. Well, well, Ocon, Gazi's tied down Alpha Tari next year. It's already been confirmed. No, 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 I just meant that their country is going to be racing. <laughs> if Portier is France. Well, they'll have to change the flag then. Maybe they'll race under like the French Racing Committee or something. <laughs> yeah, like, like Russia do at the Olympics. Yeah, just anything but the Russian flag. <laughs> just, just the world map on. Yeah, just anything but France, because Portier is France. Portier is France. Um... <clears throat> I've also seen, um, I don't know if they confirmed contracts, but it, both Vettel and Ricardo seem to be committed, and Vettel to at least next year. So Vettel is committed to 2022 for sure, and then Aston Martin are backing him. I don't think well, of, course, been... well, of course he's committed to 2022 because this is this season. And Many 2023. Yeah, till next. Uh, it looks like Aston Martin are back in to sign another year. Well, I don't see why not. He's definitely the better driver of, of their pairing. Uh, and also Ricardo seems to be uh, confirmed for another year. It seems. There's nothing in paper written yet, but the yeah. right people are coming out saying the right things about both of them. Yeah, the Ricardo thing seems a bit weird. It seems a bit like just rumours about him where he seems to be, he's like, I'm staying. So. But it's weird, isn't it? Because Ricardo's like coming out and making a big deal about, I'm not giving up on F1 yet. <laughs> Well, mm, yeah, I th- yeah, I think next year, next t- 2023 season could possibly be, I think, the last time we'll see Vettel, Alonso, Hamilton. Yeah. I think next year. N- next yeah. year will be the last year we'll see them three on the grid. I think so as well. I also, um, I, in my notes, I did mention the, the, the Leclerc signs fight in the sprint, which was a mis- huge mistake from Ferrari, but we always discussed this. Also, um, Honda. Have you heard the rumours about Honda? Uh, what what now of Honda? Uh, Honda are not closing, the, not closing the door on Formula One as they are watching the 2026 engine discussions. They are uh, keeping involved. Oh, that's what it's the MG, uh, it's the MG, MGU H, isn't it? To get rid of in 2026, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's the component that's going. Yeah, that's going. That's the same season as like Porsche and stuff coming, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it seems like this is going to be a big change in the sport if all these uh, big manufacturers come in for 2026. And if well, Honda if, come in, I yeah. think Honda, they got a great pedigree in the sport. They've got mm. many, many titles under their belt. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting because obviously we only have four manufacturers at the minute. Yeah, Ferrari, Red Bull, Powertrain, Mercedes and Renault. So maybe with this new engine thing, engine change, you might see a, maybe every team run a different 
yeah maybe a different manufacturer if a lot of them do come in like obviously you might you'll still have the top four you still have mercedes um ferrari red bull and renault but then you add top up possibly honda porsche audi so there, there could potentially could be seven and be good not less not less mercedes besides like we've we we've won 10 constructors here it'd be really interesting to see i'm very interested i'm well excited to see as well because it will be a big change in the sport and some drivers will make them stay in longer some drivers might leave i think it will change the driver lineup quite significant as well oh yeah yeah uh, definitely i think it's a good shot so i think you know keep we will keep any rumors we hear about any more manufacturers coming in because it's always interesting when you hear about a manufacturer showing interest uh on top of honda have you ever seen um the amazon prime show grand prix driver no i actually watched this the other night well it's just came across it randomly with uh, me and my friend kyle watched it in his house on 11th is this the one where he's like a uh, karting and then no this follows mclaren in their 2017 pre-season when um stoffel van der Dorn signs with alonso okay and it shows like their pre-season and stuff. It's like, and it's but Honda, because Honda actually did it. And it's funny because the when they um first installed the engine into the car, into the chassis, um they can't get it turned on. They all just stand there like, uh, 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 oh god. What? <laughs> it's actually what? it's actually something, and it's it follows McLaren for like four episodes of like their pre-season. Okay, and it, obviously they came off a really terrible 2015, 2016, and they think 2017. It's when Zach Brown comes first comes up, comes in the McLaren. And they think 2017 is going to be their new thing. The gun, like we're of Honda, you know, we're going to have a, a brilliant car. And obviously, you know, that season was another train wreck. But there's so like so much optimism in it. It's actually it's only four episodes. It's actually about, I think it's about two hours long to watch them all. It's actually quite, I, I never heard it before, and then I watched it, and it was actually really interesting. Did you ever see the? Uh... Animated series McLaren did. No, because I'm an adult. I'll find it, send it to you. <laughs> I'll let you review it. We'll do Ryan's reviews. Yes. <laughs> Formula One based uh, episodes. But no, I, I I would say it is now what five years old now. This this um, show on Amazon Prime. It's actually really good. It shows like the all like the background workings of a team um, yeah. in pre season yeah. and stuff. It's actually. It's actually like it goes into like they're testing in Spain where they run like forty three laps where Mercedes do like two thousand over like the over like the eight days. It's actually where Lonzo goes out, does one lap, comes back in, doesn't drive again for another seven hours. It's actually it's it's and it's so weird to see the older design car as well. It's like you forgot what they look like. It look it looks so tiny. It's it's actually really interesting to watch. Like you know, that's Grand Prix driver Amazon Prime. I'll check it out. Watch. It is it is good. It just popped my head there when you started talking about Honda. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I watched that the other day. Ah, so. One other highlight as well, talking about the cars looking small, is I saw Nicky Lauda's Ferrari go around Austria track. They did a um, like a vintage run of some of the old championship cars when I was there. And uh, you wouldn't believe how small, well, first, how loud they are, but also how small it looks like compared to the other cars with a much shorter wheelbase. Yeah. It's like half the size. It looked like a go-kart. Well, obviously, the cars are two metres wide now, which is insane. Like, it doesn't look two metres wide when you watch it on TV, but, like, I'm not even two metres. I'm not two metres tall, so it's it, I'm shorter than the width of an F1 car. Yeah, well, me also. I'm not two metres tall. That would be mental. 
Maybe with my moustache. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, no, I've seen... Um, so, have you seen all the comments that Albon's... Albon's believing on George on George Russell's um, social media because Russell keeps posting himself topless. <laughs> no mate, fool me. And, uh, he he posted himself with a with a, top, with a shirt on, but it was unbuttoned, so he had his whole top on. And uh, Albon was like, "I don't know whether to be disgusted or respect you for this. You're you're doing a shirtless top, but wearing a shirt." He's like, mm. "Is it?" And then someone else tweeted saying, "George Russell's graduated from the um, shirtless tops of the Hamilton High School." <laughs> that's a great quote it's actually hilarious and obviously building on your quote from your thing around where you're saying Hamilton said Russell's like going to be the leader of yeah. Mercedes you know you, you can say that the way he's integrated himself in already this season yeah. where Hamilton's kind of like Hamilton's already took the second driver like camera pod at the top you know he's got the like the fluorescent like highlights on his car which is usually reserved for the second driver and he's yeah. that he's that Russell have the chrome <clears throat> No, I definitely think that's the case, hundred percent. Well, thank you for um, listening to our Australian F one Bahrain podcast. We do apologise that it's took a while to come out, as we have both had pretty pretty mental weeks after the race. Um, this week is obviously France. Uh, we'll be seeing um, the France driver uh, Porsche drive. Is he doing qualifying? Do- like not qualifying? FP1. He's doing practice FP one. Yeah. yeah. So we will see. Um, the, the only f- the only French driver because Pochere is France. Pochere is so, France. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be good to see it'd be good to see the France driver there. But um be interesting to see if these rumors about Mercedes and their upgrades are true and if people are obviously scared of them, we will obviously cover that. We will definitely do an F one twenty two game review podcast. We just haven't got around to it yet. Um we will get better doing timing for this podcast because we are awful at racing it at any point that is relevant to the Grand Prix. We look forward to you listening more and we will get some photos posted of Dom's trip to Austria. Yeah. Obviously, with his interviews of all the uh, fans and stuff that he did. Um, so I can't wait to see to see some of the videos. Yeah. There's like a lizard on your wall. Uh, yeah, there is, yeah. Oh. Uh, thanks for listening. I will add everything that uh, Ryan's mentioned. Uh, I I have to go because the, my baby's also crying now. So is is that lizard called Helmet Marco? Yes, lizard people. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you guys on the other side. Bye bye. Ciao. 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 Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, please write into the podcast at f1purplerain at gmail.com. Or get in contact with us through our Instagram page at f one purple rain.